Hello and welcome to the Mint Ambition Podcast. My name is Megan and I am a young professional living in a new city just trying to figure it all out. Listen, we all have goals and dreams and we want to be perfect at everything, but the truth is we are always going to fail at something, but that's how we learn. And in my opinion, as long as we're trying, then we're doing perfect. So to get to that part of our journey where everything is in mint condition, we got to rely on our ambition and just keep rolling with it. That is what this podcast is all about. In the upcoming episodes, I'll sit down with young professionals and experienced professionals alike to pick their brains on how they've gotten to where they are. And we'll have a little fun along the way getting to know these awesome people as people, not defined completely by their professions. So come along with me if you want to learn some stuff. Hi, Kaylee. Thanks for joining me on the pod today. Yes, thank you for having me. So when I was prepping this episode with you, I started to think about my first impression of you and how we met and where we met. So first off, you are one of those personalities that instantly make you feel comfortable. And I can't speak for everyone else, but judging by the way that you made me feel when we met, (laughs) she's like crying. You're going to make me cry. Um, No, but seriously, I can't speak for everyone else, but judging by the way that you made me feel when we met and how I've seen you interact with others, you make everyone feel important regardless of their status. And that just says a lot about your character. So I just so sweet. I wanted to start it off with that because I I just, I need you to understand that. But the reason I'm pointing this out is because Kaylee and I met when I was still in college and I was completing a summer internship in Nashville at NSAI. So Nashville Songwriters Association International, go look them up. Kaylee worked there full-time as a member rep, and you know how those first days go at any job. No matter how high up the position is, you've got so many introductions of coworkers and every name in the book, every about me speech, and it's nearly impossible to remember it all on that first very overwhelming day. However, there are always a few that stick out, and Kaylee was one of them. I don't know if it was the Alabama accent or <laughs> probably, <laughs> or your bubbly personality or what, but I just remember thinking, okay, this girl is real and she's smart. Also, being that I was so new to Nashville, I looked up to you because I saw this girl who was from Alabama, went to college, and made that scary move to Nashville, worked in music, and just made it happen, which was like my dream at the time. So... Then I got to know you, and your career is full of so many highlights. Your work ethic is so strong, and your personality is so genuine. You're definitely a force to be reckoned with for sure, and I'll get off my soapbox now, but yeah. Oh my goodness, Megan, (laughs) wow. I don't even know where to start. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) Well, I appreciate it. I remember meeting you and thinking, okay, this is definitely not just going to be an intern in Nashville. This is going to be someone that I eventually am either calling for work things or a co-worker of some sort. So the feeling is mutual. Oh, Obviously, we're here today. It's been like, what, a year and a half since yeah. your first day on the internship. But yeah. So, I mean, I remember whenever you were going back home, I was like, okay, this girl's got to graduate soon and get back to Nashville. And whenever that position opened back up, we were like, okay, Megan is our first thought. And we all vouched for you. We all put the word in and we were all just kind of in our boss's ear saying, this girl is the real deal. She's one of the interns that have stuck out, have done extra work, has job shadowed, done all that stuff that it definitely sticks out in a professional mindset. So feeling is mutual. Thank Obviously, you. we're not just coworkers, we're no. friends. Yeah. So that's always a plus. <laughs> yes. So let's get into your story. 
Tell me about freshman in college, Kaylee, or what happened before that, I guess. So when I first came to Nashville, I was 19. I was in college at Sneed State Community College in North Alabama. So I decided I wanted to be a songwriter one day. And I mean, (laughs) I thought about it all through my life. But one day I was just like, this is the time. I'm going to make the move. My parents and my grandparents were super supportive and I moved up here and had two roommates in a one bedroom apartment. So there's three of us splitting this Nashville rent that was just unheard of in Alabama. So we all got part-time jobs. We were working at Subway, restaurants downtown, doing all kinds of stuff. And I was actually a member of NSAI. So I was a member like of who we take care of now at NSAI. I was a member. So I was writing songs and trying to do the Nashville thing. I had no idea about the music industry. Absolutely no clue the difference between a record label and a publishing company or how to get famous, how to find your camp in songwriting and all this kind of stuff. So I gave it a year, realized I could not do this and not go to college if I was going to figure out all the business side. So I applied for Auburn and that's where my mom and my grandparents went. So it was just definitely the place I always wanted to go if I ever went to college. So I stopped going to Sneed and moved from Nashville because I was actually going to Sneed online when I came up here doing the songwriter thing, working at Subway, working on a food truck, the doing grind. a bunch of random stuff. <laughs> yes, the grind. The 19-year-old grind was so different. It's just because <laughs> the food grind, the food and service industry is a whole different grind, but it definitely teaches you that ethic of I have got to work a lot of hours to pay for this rent or pay for mm-hmm. this meal even, that kind of stuff. So now I see everything is like, okay, would I work an hour at Subway for the purchase I'm about to make if it's like 7 or $8? Yeah. And so that's how I weigh money now. But so uh, eventually a year in, I think I moved 13 months after I got up here. I went to Auburn. So did the songwriter thing, made some great friends and connections. I interned at a studio, learned a lot about different people that do production, got to meet a lot of cool people. I worked with um, Dolly Parton's sister, Stella Parton. Wow. A lot of pro writers and helped them do some of their recording. I did a bunch of events and that's what kind of taught me my love for events. It started at the parlor. Okay, so you're at Auburn and you're choosing your major and you chose public relations. Tell us about that. So I chose public relations. I actually went in with a journalism kind of focus. And then I thought about not really wanting to be a journalist or a news reporter. I definitely geared it more towards marketing. And so when I started working those events in Nashville, it definitely gave me the just marketing aspect of everything and started making me pay attention to details like that, that I hadn't before. So I kind of in my head decided that public relations was marketing plus journalism. So that's how I came to that. And I eventually switched majors and then saw that I needed an internship to complete my PR coursework. So I started applying pretty much as soon as I moved to Auburn. I moved there in January, 2015, started my sophomore, halfway through my sophomore year. And so I pretty much immediately started being a PR major. And then I applied for the internship with Auburn Athletics Marketing Department. So I got the internship at Auburn Athletics and that started in May of 2015. And that meant working every single home soccer game, home football games, a lot of the men's and women's basketball games, tennis, gymnastics, pretty much anything that was a sport at Auburn, we were at and we were assigned. So I was head intern for soccer and for women's basketball. So those are my two sports and eventually softball my second year of my internship. But that's whenever you're there and you help 
set up a script in your office hours the week before. And then during the game, you unload a ton of promotional giveaways. You give it out to the crowds. You organize all these little games and random pop-up stuff, kid zone, thinking of different ways to entertain the kids during the game and also running the game during the game. And Mm -hmm. especially those televised events, those are really stressful just because everything is timed with media timeouts. So everything had to be perfect. And all of our football games were very hectic, but fun. So I never really got to experience student sections of any sports until my senior year, which was like the last semester of my senior year. So it was awesome. But there was definitely some stuff you had to sacrifice Sacrifice. as a college student, especially at SEC school where sports is pretty much the entire reason everyone goes. Yes. But it was such a just thrill and I don't know, an exciting time of my life and gave me my very best friends on this earth. To this day, we all still talk almost every day. I talk to one of my friends that I did that internship with. So there's been weddings and all this other stuff that's happened between all of our friendship group in the internship. And then we've all been a part of those days for each other. So it's just been crazy that I literally put a caption on Instagram when my friend Alexis got married and said, we went from throwing t-shirts at basketball games together to throwing bouquets at your oh, wedding. So, so and she actually married another one of my intern friends, Sam. So no, I saw it at the beginning. I mean, they will act like they didn't see it, mm-hmm. but I saw it and I called it from day one. I was like, okay, they're going to get married. They're total opposites, but they've got the grind. They've just got the personalities that just mesh so well. Yeah. But yeah. All of my Alexis and Sam train, but <laughs> they're awesome. Shout out to them. I hope they hear this. But do you think that's uh, yeah. what planted the seed for like your passion for sports? A hundred percent. If I hadn't had that internship, I don't think I would have ever cared to work in the field of sports. I didn't know how much went into experiencing those events in such a live and fast paced realm, I guess. Mm-hmm. I've always went to football games. I've always went to basketball games. And now that I'm in Nashville, I've even went to predator games and hockey and all this kind of stuff I wasn't really familiar with, but I had no idea how much goes into planning a giant just situation like that. So yes, definitely inspired my love of sports and definitely showed me what a good team ethic would be like, I guess. And having your friends work with you in a way that, you know, you can totally uh, depend on that person Mm -hmm. and depend on your group. And it's not just some random toss in with some people that you don't really know are going to take care of something. It was working for free, working long hours and doing all this stuff with people you absolutely love and trust and you want to do a good job with and for, which I totally think planted my seed for sure. Yeah. What advice do you have for college students that are interested in doing sports or just big events, I guess, in general? I would say check and see what all your university offers. If you have a giant sport program or if it's more of a theater school or if it's a liberal arts and there's tons of different like spoken word and different poetry jams, just cool, very artsy stuff. Like there are so many events you can probably work that you don't realize you can work. And a lot of that is just going up to people that you actively see working it and saying, Hey, I'm really interested in what you're doing here. How do I get involved? Or how did you get involved? I remember finding that internship and thinking, okay, I know nothing about marketing. Absolutely nothing. I know what I think it means, but I'm not even a business major to even hint on what I, what it probably actually means. So I remember applying and thinking, okay, I hope I get this. This is a cool building that I'm walking in for the interview. And then when I got it, I was like, okay, just going to show up and do what I'm told. And then eventually it just kind of rolled into this giant piece of my life that totally changed it. And I didn't know that the kids in khakis and polos that tossed out t-shirts that were wearing a headset were exactly what I was going to be, but I'm really glad it was because it turned out really fun and really huge 
learning experience for my life. Just, I cannot even begin to fathom what I would have been like or what I wouldn't have been like if yeah. I hadn't had Auburn athletics, honestly, because that is where I learned from making a kid's pack of giveaways that I send them in the mail from Aubie yeah. if I know they're scared to death of our mascot. Like little things like that, that's marketing. That's what makes you love a brand is yeah. that fan interaction or that brand interaction with a fan or just the mascot that the two-year-old's screaming about that's going to be really nervous but more excited next time he sees him because he thinks that Aubie wrote him a letter. Right. Like things like that. So I don't even know where I got to with that or how I got to that, <laughs> but those little moments are what marketing is. And I, and I learned that, that. Yeah, it taught me that. Yeah. I learned it slowly for sure. And it's because I just went out on a limb and started applying to internships that I found on our website. So, And I think it's also important to note, like, when you're in college, no matter what university, no matter how big or small it is, those marketing opportunities like that internship you did are there to teach you. So, like, mm -hmm. like you going in there and not knowing anything about it, it's okay. Like, I feel yeah. like it's very intimidating to go and apply to a position on campus because – you're around your peers and like mm -hmm. you don't want to be an idiot you don't want to look like an idiot in front of right. it and like not know what's going on but that's what they're designed for is to teach you and connect you and like if you're terrible at it and you hate it it's okay like that's what it's yeah. there for to teach you okay well, this is not my strong suit like let's look exactly. for something else so I just wanted to point that out no that's exactly right I really didn't have many friends yet because I just moved to Auburn and that's I true, wasn't yeah. part of the Greek life I was not I just started my classes, so I really wasn't even – I didn't have my two or three token, like, major friends, you know, mm -hmm. that you kind of walk through classes with throughout the rest of your time at any given school. So yeah. I hadn't even learned them yet. So I definitely was just kind of flailing out on the edge by myself. Yeah. So this internship gave me that friend group and that peer group to learn with. We were all on the same level. A couple of them were a little bit older than me, so that, that was their senior year and my junior or my sophomore and their junior so I got to see them kind of transfer out of the college life while I still had a little bit left to go. But mm -hmm. that was whenever I would step into their roles and do these head positions that I had learned kind of from them. So it was definitely a learning curve. Yes. I mean, that first few months when you're out in the middle of the court during a halftime of a packed basketball game, you're looking around, you're like, oh, my gosh, if I make a fool of myself <laughs> or if I drop these basketballs that I'm loading onto the court, I swear I'm going to look like a fool because every one of my peers are watching me. But it got me through this point in my life where I used to be scared to talk in front of people. Mm -hmm. I used to be kind of nervous to do all my speaking classes at Snead State. And that was like 18 of us right. versus 8,000 yep. in an arena. So it definitely pushed my pushed me to my limit. But I loved it. It made me have this love of people and love of marketing and love of just, I mean, PR, public relations, mm -hmm. being in a relationship with the public yeah. and showing them what a brand or a team environment can do for you as a fan so just making that experience pop and be memorable for people definitely okay so you graduate college you leave auburn and then what do you do next so what i do next is apply all over nashville for as many music themed jobs as i possibly can and sports so at that point i did not care which avenue i went to first i knew i wanted to get back into sports and music pretty much eventually i mean immediately eventually for music. I was more in the sports realm because I was leaving Auburn mm -hmm. at that point. So I didn't mind which one I ended up in. So I saw a marketing assistant position for a dental company, a pediatric dental company. And that's when I was like on my last month of lease in Auburn. So I was like really starting to get to a point where I needed a job yeah. and I really wanted to get back to Nashville. So I applied for it and I got it. And I had nothing like no prior knowledge to dental 
stuff yeah. or like public relations or marketing for dental practices. But I went and I learned it and I worked there for six months while living in Franklin. So right on the outskirts of Nashville. And I was their marketing assistant and we actually had a partnership with the Predators. So I got to okay. do a lot of the hockey games and we had like setups and brand activations where we would have our little mascot come out <laughs> and give out goodie bags and talk to the public and give out little, I thought of different prize things like I had done at Auburn. And so we had that partnership with the Preds, which was great. And I saw an opening at NSAI where I had formerly been a member mm -hmm. like two or three years back. So I applied and I got it. So I became a member rep at Nashville Songwriters Association where I worked with songwriters, like up and coming, pro, anywhere in between from amateur people who are hobbyists all the way up to people who are pros and are playing our festivals and things like that. So it was a very whirlwind year. I moved back to Nashville in 2017, worked at the dental company until 2018. And then I started in February of 18 at NSAI. And I've loved my position there. And I grew so much in that two year span. And I applied to work at the Super Bowl. So the Super Bowl was a whole different realm of Super events. Bowl 2020. Yes, Let's Super Bowl 2020. Let's make that clear. Yes, right before the world shut down, <laughs> I left and worked the Super Bowl. So my bosses at NSAI were kind enough to grant me like a little bit of a sabbatical and let me go work the Super Bowl because they knew I had done CMAs and CMT awards. I had done so many random pop-up events on mm -hmm. the side. They knew that was like really where my passion was at. So they were super great about letting me have that time off to go to the Super Bowl and have this wonderful like once in a lifetime experience. And when I got back, I had made a ton of contacts while I was down there and I had set up some stuff to where I could be like VIP assistant or I don't know, production assistant, random things in the next few months that would load my schedule down, mm -hmm. which would inhibit me from working at NSAI. So I had to go back and literally say, thank you so much for letting me follow my dream. But now it's time for me to move on from NSAI, which was so bittersweet and I did not, I, I wasn't necessarily ready to go, but I was ready to go and do events full time. So I had to make that sacrifice. And my last day was March 13th and the world shut down that day. That so, day. And also to know a couple of days before that, we had a terrible tornado yeah. that mm -hmm. hit Nashville. So it was just this very somber week yes. to begin with. And then you were leaving and then the world shut down. And it was just this giant question mark of what's going to happen. Yeah. obviously we knew what happened with that mm -hmm. so but i also want to say i didn't realize that when it came to events in normal times that you could be a freelancer and you could mm -hmm. do all of these little positions and like kind of bounce around and like that's a great way to learn the yes. event industry in different levels and different capacities so for sure it I is it's totally up to you to make your schedule, but it's also scary because if yeah. you don't have events for six months, okay, you don't have money for rent. So right. that was a something I've been praying about, something I had been asking my mentors about. Should I make the leap? Should I jump off and do this event life with just the network that I had built up, mm -hmm. which I was glad I had that giant network, especially coming back from Super Bowl because almost everyone I worked with was a freelancer. So I saw them and it inspired me so much that they could jump around and do these incredible month long, week long, even weekend things and support their entire life off of it. Mm -hmm. So that's when I decided to make the jump. And then obviously everything shut down. My last day was everyone at NSAI's last day in the office together. I had no idea it was going to be that way. So when we, when I left, everyone left. So it kind of softened that blow of oh, yeah. not 
being the only one out of the office and missing out because, you know, I mean, your coworkers are your best friends at this point right. in our life for sure. So I was sad that I was going to miss out on just, I mean, lunches with the staff or hanging out after work or things like that, that I would just kind of accidentally be left out of just because I wasn't at the front of your mind every day. There, yeah. But yeah, so that was a weird three months. I had four months of work all lined up. So I was supposed to work the NCAA basketball tournament and a couple of tour stops for a few artists, just working VIP assistance and helping their merch, just random things. But I had four months of definite paychecks coming mm -hmm. in or so I thought. But then within two weeks, everything was canceled. Yeah, I was going to work a couple of festivals in Michigan. I was going to go to LA. I had so much stuff lined up that I was so excited about seeing these places I'd never seen traveled more than I ever had. And it turned out to be the only year I have not flown or done anything mm -hmm. or basically left my house. Seen a real legitimate yeah. live show. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I miss concerts so much. That's yeah. I've told you this before, concerts and music is the love of my life and sports is like my mistress. Yeah. I mean, that's literally the comparison because I will always have something going on in sports. I will always be working it in some capacity. I'll always be attending games, things like that, but I'll always want to be in music. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's just my love. So that's where your passion lies for yeah, sure. hundred percent. So you also mentioned that you worked with CMA and a couple of these other events. What were those like and how did you get involved in those? Okay, so CMAs and CMT awards, a bunch of the award shows. When I first moved here, when I was 19, I actually signed up to be an audience company in Nashville. So that's when you're a seat filler, basically for any type of an event. It could be a serious XM recording. It could be a seat filler for an Opry performance that they need seats to look good for TV, basically. Mm -hmm. So every time you have a CMA or the Oscars or the Grammys, they have people that literally go and sit in the celebrity seats to make the room full every time there's presenters on stage or people performing. So that way you don't span across and see six or seven right. empty seats every time someone goes and gets a drink or something. Working so, hard or hardly working. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I was literally a seat filler while people like famous people would get up go to the restroom or get their drinks or go and perform. And then you'd get up out of the seat. And if you were lucky, they were done for the night. So you could sit amongst all the stars the rest yeah. of the night if they were done with their performances and stuff. So that happened a couple of times. I worked several of those. And then when I got to NSAI, I met a friend that was my coworker at the time, Whitney Ingram. And she connected me to the person who was in charge of a lot of seat, not seat filling, but the actual ta talent wrangling and just random production stuff within these companies. So it's basically a whole world of freelancers. And once yeah. you get in, you have all these different freelancers that you can know of and reach out to and work with. And I'm so grateful Whitney did that for me and like connected me to that because that is what led me to the Super Bowl mm -hmm. because the same people that did the CMAs and worked with me on a lot of these award shows and kept me coming back year after year while mm -hmm. I was still at NSAI was the same person that helped me get into the Super Bowl eventually. So definitely keep hold of your contacts, make a list of who you know, how you met them and where they work and how to get in contact with them. Cause I have a list that's like almost 600 people that is who I know. That's what I named it. It's just a floating Google doc out in space that I literally refer to and go back to probably once a month. So it's mm -hmm. good to have, but yeah, that got me to the Super Bowl. So all these random events held hands with one another and led me along. It truly <laughs> is like, who you know, mm -hmm. and just hard work. Out of all of these awesome event experiences that you've had, what has been your favorite and why? I would say probably 
the Super Bowl's up there for sure, just because of the magnitude of the event. But I would say this experience I've had recently working part-time for the Titans, the Tennessee Titans. I have been a sweet services representative under Katie Grubbs, and it has been such a fun and crazy and unique experience running an NFL program through COVID times. It's definitely been a learning curve for everyone involved because we're learning new protocols. We're having to segregate fans when they normally wouldn't be from the public and different suite owners and things like that. But it's been so fun to see just how people have adapted and been able to take part in these events. I appreciate every single moment I'm out of my house now where I usually was kind of a homebody when I wasn't at events these last couple of years. So putting this Titans thing in perspective of who I was even a year ago, I think I would have loved it then, but having these, COVID times and everyone in their house for so many months right before we got to go into this season of, I guess, just unknowns. It was just a whole experience that I will never forget. I mean, 20 years from now, if we don't have to hear the word mask or Corona ever again, then (laughs) it will be too soon, honestly. But it was definitely, I don't know. It was just a learning experience because it's in an unprecedented time and I had a very good leader. So I think right now I have to say that one takes the cake, working for Tennessee Titans. Yeah, leadership definitely will do it for you. No matter yes. if you have a dream job, dream position, if your leadership is not strong, it will it will trickle down. Yes, I've had opportunities where I had to be my own leader, and I've had opportunities where I've been led into becoming more of a leadership role. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of my bosses at Auburn, Rachel Doyle, I will always say literally – impressed me so much in the way that she carried herself and was our mentor throughout all of Auburn athletics. And it showed me what I wanted to be as a professional, how I wanted to treat professional life, how I wanted to treat the others around me, my work ethic, still have fun and be nice to people, but get a shit ton done. And that's how she was. So I carry that everywhere I go. I carry how she acted and I carry how Katie acted and some of my other superiors and roles that I've had that I just truly appreciate their work ethic and teaching me how to be a leader because there's been times where I've had to be my own leader that definitely taught me how to be independent, but times where I really could have had a leader show up and didn't. So there's good and bad about both, but having these honestly, usually amazing women be my role models have totally changed the game for me. And I've learned so much these last couple of years from them. That's awesome. Yeah. So let's pretend the world is normal again, Okay. which is a fun thing to think about. Yes. And there's events, there's concerts, there's football, everything's back into full capacity. Where do you see yourself working in your dream job? In my dream job, I see myself having a set schedule of a lot of random things. Never the same day twice. I definitely want to get back to that point where I'm working events and maybe leading a company to help other people work events, maybe a company that helps other people learn how to do the freelance lifestyle, because it's been something that I've had to dig and learn and search Facebook groups and look on Craigslist for free gigs. I mean, just random stuff that, I mean, five years ago seems crazy that I was doing, but I was doing whatever I could creating resumes. I do a resume hustle on the side where I make other people's resumes. Like I wish I could have known all this going into it. And I don't necessarily want to write a a help book or something like that. I definitely just want to help other people get there faster. So they have more time doing the stuff they love before they kind of settle, settle in their settle in with their life and who they want to be as like a grown up. Yeah. And it's also like, from my perspective, I don't freelance, but from my perspective, I kind of see it as like these little mini internships almost. It's like 
but like leveled up. 100%. So you're kind of getting a taste and dipping your toe into different industries and still figuring out, okay, so this is how this works Mm -hmm. and it intertwines with this. Right. Like I have some friends that I've met through some of these gigs that are going on tours with artists when the artists are on tour and then on their off season from touring, they will go and work like X Games and Colorado snowboarding, like that is so cool. Competitions, things that you would not think of yeah. as needing people to work it, or festivals, giant festivals. That I mean, obviously, I love going to festivals as a patron, but getting to work it and be behind the scenes and that kind of massive planning for other people to have a good time. Mm-hmm. It's just a natural hosting part of my brain and my body that I love. That I'm glad I was born with, but sometimes it's a curse. But no, yeah. it's definitely a blessing. Like I've seen it in action. You are Thanks. you are always able to just like pivot as PR you know that oh, PR, yeah. the spin doctors that's what we are yeah. learning as a high school or not high school but a college freshman to do is mm-hmm. spinning any situation to be whatever you need it to be not necessarily manipulating it but doing yeah. your part to just picking up the, the parts yeah. that are convenient for it and 1000 percent and you're good <laughs> exactly okay so now that we're done talking about work stuff okay let's do some fun questions hit me Top favorite artists and bands. Name a few. I know it's hard to choose one. Raylan Baxter, Casey Musgraves, Rainbow Kitten Surprise, The 1975, uh, Chance the Rapper, Zach Bryan, Raleigh Green. Love those. Where is your happy place? Bonnaroo. (laughs) I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) It is. I'm dying because it's been two years already. This girl goes to Bonnaroo every year. Every year. Mm Mm-hmm. What's your Enneagram? I'm a two with like a wing three. I'm opposite. That um, makes sense. Yeah. That's how we mesh. Yeah. Okay. What is one thing you would like to learn or improve on? Right now I'm learning Spanish and I'm loving it. I what? have a 42 day streak on Duolingo app. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this that's is not awesome. a plug, not an ad, but I love it. <laughs> um, something I want to improve at. Let's see. Probably working out and having a set routine of that kind of stuff. Because over quarantine, when I had no job for three months, oh, and I went back to NSAI. I never came back to that, but I went back to NSAI. Yeah. So that's where I currently am. So thank God. But I would love to get back into a routine of like taking care of myself because I was mentally probably the best I have been since I was in high school whenever I had that three month force break. Mm-hmm. So I definitely want to improve on that. Sorry, I didn't mean to get serious again. Oh, no, <laughs> that's like a legitimate thing. Yeah. We all need to improve on that, I think, especially after this year. We've been cooped up. Yes. So, okay, last one. Are you a morning person or a night owl? I'm a night owl, but if something fun's happening the next day, definitely a morning person. Like when I work Titans, I get up at like five o'clock. Love it. I don't mind it. Or whenever I go yard sailing with my grandparents, okay, I get up at five o'clock and I'm fine. <laughs> but if it's a boring day, I mean, eight o'clock is fine. It's funny because, like, it's the same feeling. I- feel like everybody gets when they're going to the airport to like go, yeah. go on a trip mm-hmm. they're going somewhere fun you don't mind getting up early no. if you're going to like puerto rico vacation mm-hmm. early is different than yeah. work early exactly <laughs> well that concludes my interview with kaylee about events thank you so much for being so open to talking about everything we discussed today i really appreciate you taking the time to do this and i hope whoever listens learned something kaylee where can people follow you in your journey so you can follow me on my Instagram. I have two Instagrams. One is my personal and it's just Kaylee Danae 23 K-A-L-E-E-D-E-N-A-E-2-3. Or you can follow my Tunes and Food account, which is literally Tunes and Food spelled out exactly how it sounds. And it is just my favorite concerts, meals, random places I've been, random things I've done, and my weenie dog, Mila. 
So So get a lot of that. (laughs) All right. Thanks for having me. I've enjoyed this so much. Of course. Thanks for being on it. Bye guys.